I am unashamed. What about you? So, it's a magnanimous day, Jace. In every, in every day, yeah. it's magnanimous. Because I'm back. Well, yes, that's of course you're oh. you're back. No, that you're... means that that was not the. <laughs> no, that's what was that word you used? Ma- magnanimous. Magnanimous. I've never used that word. Dad, you know that word, don't you? I've never used it. I heard other people. <laughs> well, I thought you it's... were an English major. Let's break down that word. They might have missed magnanimous. <laughs> You've got to expand the vocabulary. Okay. Um, it's magnanimous or huge because. Jace is back, and I want you to tell the audience about where you've been and what you've been doing. But it is episode number 500. Oh, 500, 500 episodes it's today. Just, wasn't there a movie about that? 500. Oh, it was 500 oh, it was, days. No, it was 300. No, oh, okay. it was 300. That was the. There Greek, was something uh, Roman, 500 days, but that was like a romantic yeah. comedy. But anyway, uh, yes, the 500th episode of the Unashamed podcast. So. And I have to say, so we're not going to take any credit for that because we're just doing what we've been called to do. But I want to thank you, the Unashamed Nation, because if, if you didn't listen, if you don't tell people about it, we wouldn't be doing this anymore. So really, it's because you guys keep recruiting people and more and more people keep downloading. The show is still growing. You know what uh, this means? What does it mean? It means it's half of a thousand. <laughs> I know, well, I know numbers are big to you, Jace. I know you. Love. <laughs> I will quote Carl Allison, who's a witness in the heavenly lands. Yep, he's crossed over. If numbers were not important, <laughs> God would not have written a book called Numbers. So that Which is was true. a classic line from It shut me down and was a mic drop moment in my life. <laughs> I'm like, why are you obsessed with how many people and having the numbers? Boy, he was an attendance hawk. It was, ever... it was a good point, though. I yeah. thought, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I was pretty sharp. Well, congratulations. Well, I'm back. I mean, I it, what was I told the what, audience we sent you out away to <laughs> to to find some stories to come back and regale us with. So that's well, okay. I have a peculiar story. Okay, of, good. Of, of, that's, now that's look, why we sent you away. I told Jace when he showed back up this morning. Uh, a, a lot of people leave. They send me a lot of books, a whole lot. So some of them I read, some of them I don't. Some of them I just picked through them a little bit looking at it. But I read Jace's book. Oh, yeah, that was the bombshell of the morning, what Phil's fixed <laughs> yeah, to say, because yeah. my actually, mouth went open. I said, I wonder what Jace had to say. Good call. I thought, good call. So I but, know. But it, it kind of, he's got him a, a sequence of events from, from I probably, yeah, I would say coming from his mother's womb. Yep. Your mother and my woman. That's right. So he 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 worked that in. Yeah. So for the listeners who are trying to keep up, Did Phil, I show up at his birth. No, Jay's gives it the reason. Phil, to in the past week, <laughs> sat down and read my book. With seven years after I wrote it. That's correct. So did it happen to just be laying by your chair? Yeah, I saw it there among others. You know, most of them. Had it been there seven years? I don't I know it. if it's I been said, seven years. Say, but, but I would say I thought it was a great book. It is a great book, which uh, I read it when it came out uh, a few years ago. But it is a great book. I'm to go back and read I, it. Look, it's I, well done because it's not from a like some kind of. Uh, religious uh, uh, no it's uh it's it's unique it, it was to all there yeah. it was all there okay, now i gotta give you you're the, an undefiled religion what's that it is well my favorite thing we, we, we had just yeah, help with us and offers i mean he he, he kept we had simple. just started really 
churning out the books when Jace's came out. I don't know exactly sure where it is in the line of books. I know Willie's was first, Dad's was second, Size was third. But we're selling a lot of books. This is back in the day, shows rolling. And I remember, you know, the publishing process was just like, I mean, it was fire hose, drinking out of a fire hose, because they were trying to get these books out in six months, which is unheard of in the pub. But they're trying to, you know, take advantage of the show. And so, Jack, well, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, yeah, the Robertsons, they're so easy to work with. Well, here, I'll give you the back story. <laughs> I, I think the statute of limitations have run out, <laughs> if there are any, on this book. But So what they do is they give you these, at the time, because our notoriety had had exploded because of the show. And so they came to me about a book, and I was like, oh, yeah. And so we had a negotiation process that went really well for me. But part of what they got out of the negotiation process is you had to have a ghostwriter. Because, yep. I mean, who am I? I'm no writer. And I consented that. I was like, yeah. I've never written a most, book. Most of our books have ghostwriters. But to your point, I am really stubborn. <laughs> and I thought if I put my name on it. So anyway, so this guy who is an ESPN sports writer, I think he's their senior writer, Mark Slayball. Yeah, Slayball. They, he, did, he did one of mine. Well, they chose him. He did two years. So, well, here's the funny part. So what they do in normal book processes, I guess, is they interview you. And they're like, what do you want to do the book on? Here's here's my thought. And I was like, well, I just want to kind of tell how I got to this point of writing the book. I just want to tell the story. Yeah, tell your story. And so, uh, well, I, I, think I, I think he said that. And I said, no, I want to tell God's story. In my life. I mean, it, it, I wanted it to be about him. So he said, okay, well, I'll interview you. So he did. So he wrote the first chapter, sent it to me. I got about halfway through the second paragraph, called him up, and I said, this is not. I actually <laughs> called the publishing company, yeah. and I was like, we need a new. And it was no reflection. It was not like it was bad. Because he's a great written. writer, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this has nothing to do with what I want to do. And they said, they said, well, call him and tell him. So that, they already figured I was a problem, you know. <laughs> so we tried different things, and finally I came up, and nothing worked. I said, look, let me just write it, and then I'll give it to you. you we did it the exact opposite. And he I said, I'll write and the you chapter. You clean it up. You clean it up. I said, you clean it up. Yep. Well, here's what's funny. I wrote the first chapter, sent it. He sent it back. There was about four little grammar. I was like, I thought you were going to clean it up. He's like, I loved it. <laughs> so Mark got the so, deal of the year. He's he, oh, You're writing I, your own book and so he's getting paid. Yeah, I said, this was the greatest ghostwriting in your career. <laughs> now, there were a few. He moved yeah. some chapters around at right. the end and, and he helped in that, but. For the most part, I wrote it, and a few things he said, I wouldn't tell that story. Yeah, you know, It right. has nothing to do with anything. And so there was a few moments like that, but we actually worked good together. And uh, He's a good dude. Yeah, yes, yeah. and look, his his books, I'm not sure if he helped willing them on their first one either, but I know Dad's size and yours, Jace, were all – you know, some of the best-selling books of all the books. And so he, he was right there with my part well, of that. He made, oh, he did him, good he made him some good books there, you know. Well, and he, well, he, went, he sent uh, me a note not too long ago because he saw Dad was cranking up some books again, and he was like, hey, if you ever need, ever need me. Nah, he was good, and he was what I needed once we figured out our roles. Right. Because, like, if I ever wrote another book, I would probably go through the normal process. Right. 
But on this, I'm like, well, this is this it's is my story. I, you can't, you're not going to know the, and I want Bible verses in the book. I mean, because at first. The, but it didn't come across as dry theology as, as some of them do. No, I I, well, thought, I, I loved it. it. I, I thought this book was excellent. And me knowing him, obviously, his whole life, like, it, it really earth, spoke to his, sense. right, to the way I Jace had a looks couple of it. people, because I have, you know, I can't remember. And he did acknowledge right. in the book that I have. I'm the reason he got through preaching school. So I was like, all right, he gave wow, me. Wow, that's yep. just yeah, he, he, he had that in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, I'm glad you shared that. I mean, I, I appreciate it. And so. Jace would say attending preaching school was a, was a bummer. He, he <laughs> it just was. Said, he it, said, it was a real. It, was a, he went, it went past a grind. This <laughs> was a, it was a low point <laughs> of just, I, I really had to search Deep down, Chase was a what was your line? Chase was Chase? a fish out of water. His line at one time was, "You have to uh, be able to have the capability <laughs> of of looking at the instructor with your eyes open, but you're actually sound, sound asleep. asleep." He said, "You have to learn how to sleep with your eyes open." It's a skill that I developed yeah. in that time, and it was only certain instructors. Most of them That's were quite a were skill, Jace. <laughs> So where I was at, we were going to go away for the weekend. You know, we, I mean, no, we're all busy, but just with the, doing the show and the podcast and my last events and scheduled event, it just got, I needed to, yeah, I needed need a break. And, you know, we have a new baby and different things and Missy needed a break. Yeah, she did. So this situation come up, some of our best friends, probably my closest friend outside of physical family, family. <clears throat> he was a. He was turning 50, and so his wife and my wife are good friends. So we planned this elaborate surprise. I usually don't like surprises, but I thought this was a good one. The surprise was she would tell him that she has a trip. Our friends, would, the wife would tell her husband that she wants to take him on a trip for his 50th birthday, not tell him where it is, and but like give him the overall temperature so he knows what to pack. Yeah. And then we were going to meet him in Dallas at the Dallas airport because we were on the same flight. So when he comes in, then you're there. I, I'm sitting there in first class. I mean, because we wanted to be at, yeah. as soon as he walked in, right. we're sitting there like, and so that be, and like we film it. And so the problem started when we go to the airport to go from Monroe to Dallas. Beautiful day, perfect weather. I actually checked the radar. I parked the vehicle. We were running a little late, so I'm hustling to get in. And as soon as I walked in, Missy's standing at the counter, and she said, flight's canceled. Oh. And I said, why? She said, they gave me no reason. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so Missy's happy is what she just said. She was not happy, but she didn't, you know. So she's like, I said, well, what do you recommend? And she said, well, they said the connecting flight is at 1020. So this like we were morning. like doing the math and I was like, I don't think we got enough time to get to Dallas. Drive there, right? Yeah. But I said, you know what? Let's head there anyway. And maybe we can get a later flight. It ruined the surprise right. part in our mind. So we take off to Dallas really on faith because we didn't have a official plan. Yeah. So she's looking up flights. And so not only did they cancel the flight, they told her the wrong time. It was 1120. Ooh, so then I was hour. like, she, when she found that, we were in like Ruston. So we had been gone 30 minutes. And so I'm like, my foot went down on the <laughs> gas pedal, just a hair. And I thought, I actually think we can make it. 
But the closer we got to Dallas, the traffic was was yeah. starting to pick up, and it was like it was looking like there was no way because by the time we parked, we we only just had a few minutes to get to through the airport. But look, we since we were in first class, we didn't have to stand in line. Went right. to the front of the line, bam, bam. So almost, I mean, unbelievably, we make it five minutes for boarding. <laughs> so then. We text our friends. Of course, they didn't even know all this was right. you know, happening per se. And so they said, well, y'all go ahead and get on the plane because they weren't at the gate. <clears throat> so we were in our seats. Here comes my buddy. I got up like, surprise. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I mean, big <laughs> shot, nothing. <laughs> no, what are you doing here? I mean, it was just where I saw the phones go down, and they're like, <laughs> "Who wants to record that? <laughs> the most underwhelming like, surprise ever." It was. It was. So later on, we figured out that I mean, there's a lot of people around. He's like, "I'm not going to act like an idiot." So he was right. just. He didn't well, want. He just couldn't. You know, he's a man's man. He's just like, "No, I'm not going to be like, wow, what are you doing?" Because he his opinion was other people do that that are fans of the show. And oh, yeah. Like, I'm never doing that. I didn't, he just thinking I didn't want to draw attention to right. the situation. So that was kind of funny. So anyway, <laughs> we, we go to Pebble Beach, and uh, I've been there once. And I, don't I couldn't remember that. if you'd been there once or twice. I knew you'd been there played. once. And look, the fact that I came back shows you how spectacular. Because I'm, I'm not a very good golfer, but if you want to play golf in any capacity, the holy grail of that would be to play at Pebble Beach. Yeah, Pebble Beach. So that was what we were doing Augusta, for his fiftieth yeah. birthday. Right. Is play it was a golf at, trip. Yeah, it's golf trip. We played at Spyglass and hang on, let's take a break. So we got some crazy uh, financial times with uh, this inflation that's been going on, and um, you know sometimes you want to go out and make an investment, or maybe you have to. You know, maybe your first time house owners, are you ready to buy your home or a big purchase like a car? And uh, one of our sponsors, Scoremaster, has what they call the three week rule. If you'll just give them three weeks to help you, you're going to save a lot of money, especially on interest rates, which right now is on everybody's mind uh, to be able to save money in the long term. So before you apply for a mortgage, buy a car, or even apply for a credit card or finance anything, go to scoremaster.com slash fill. They're going to, on average, you're going to set your credit score is going to go up 61 points in just three weeks. And the higher your credit score is, the lower your interest rate. So that's how it saves you money. Zach and I both have used ScoreMaster. It did save us money uh, when we were uh, financing a home. So once you check these guys out, they have a privacy feature uh, that lets you uh, swipe away the bad guys who sell, you, who sell your personal information. So it's a, a secure place, scoremaster.com slash fill. That's scoremaster.com slash fill on average 61 points in just three weeks. Scoremaster.com slash fill. So here's the funny story. And a lot this of these comes are, under the heading of when you've run out of something to do. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew that was good. You're not a celebration Woo. oriented person. This is nightmarish. <laughs> no, here's what you got to remember. If you're if you can't make the trip, let's just drive. We'll make it by five minutes. I mean, no, I no just, we did. Too, just too much. <laughs> the static actually started on the way back because now my truck is in Dallas. Oh, so but when we got to home. the airport coming back, before I tell you a couple of stories about the the trip, the 
So we, Missy goes up to the counter and says, okay, we want to cancel that last leg from Dallas to Monroe on the way back. And he said, no. She said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, just don't get on the plane. Of course, we figured out later that if you, you know, cancel it, they have to give our money back. It's right. over. And so I said, well, sir, you, your company you caused an event. A series of unfortunate events <laughs> that now my vehicle is in Dallas. I got to get that. So we're just going to get in that truck and drive the last leg. Because right. you canceled for no reason right. that you were willing to give. And it wasn't weather. Yeah. And he said, can't do it. <laughs> so I just stopped right there. You know, I mean, we, so we, we finally, here's, here's what's funny about this. So we, when we get to Dallas, we go out, go get our vehicle. Well, we get a text from this airline company saying, if you'd like to give up your seats, we'll give you $350 credit a, a voucher because we're overbooked. I'm like, we tried to cancel <laughs> earlier. <laughs> now you're wanting That's to pay how us. stupid it is. I mean, it just makes no sense. So I said, Missy, call and get that. I said, yeah. tell them right now we want it. Yeah. Wait, see, and, I'm just listening look, to your series. Phil, sequence here's of what's events. funny. That's why I don't run in that world ever. <laughs> here's what's ever. funny. If you get the voucher, we have to take your bags off the plane. And, and we can't get them because we've already left. Right. So I'm like, now we're they're holding our bags as a ransom for that for money. We, yep. So anyway, we drove back. Then I had to go to the airport and get her back, and we got no voucher. So what I was going to tell you, though, is— Well, they get you at every turn. You Phil, California is the perfect place if you want to get away into just obscurity. Because you think about it. it. People, they don't know who I am out there and don't care. <laughs> and the people who do— they don't want to be seen with me. Because <laughs> that takes them out of their secrecy that they're... Well, because you know. they're like, oh, is he with one of those... Da- da- yeah. yeah. Right. So if you want to just disappear, it, go to California. <laughs> and so that's what I did. It was kind of nice. Well, last time you're going to see me, California might disappear, but not me. <laughs> so here's what I think was funny, Phil. So we go out. I mean, you have all these critters out there. And uh, by by weird contrast from a spiritual perspective, because this story's getting long, nobody wants to see the slides of the story. But Pebble Beach Spectacular's got all these animals, and while well, look, there's mallard ducks. A lot we saw a lot of mallards. I mean, I didn't know they were saltwater friendly because it's right camping there. out there in Texas. You wouldn't, you yeah. Ken had a nest, oh, California, yeah, on number eighteen, which is the most. Yeah, Just iconic, beautiful, incredible home. looking. But Jace, when we toured California back in the day, and we made our how the West was won, uh, all the duck hunting we, we did, we went from one end of California to the other. They were the most hospitable. This was when. Oh, Phil, look. what time frame was this? Eighties, eighties, nineties. No, look, 90s. and I was making a joke, but I mean, when you experience, look, the people were super nice. We had, the food was great. Now look. You bring your wallet. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of it. But, <laughs> but it was. I mean, this would. It, it's very expensive. But I think everything in California is. Yeah, it's everything's taxed to death. It's you know. And look, you know what they got everywhere now? Goats, because they're trying to prevent forest fires. So they have all this underbrush, and then it dries out. Well, now they just 
The There's turn the goats. hundreds of goats everywhere. So Eat, I felt quite Eating the brows. Eating the, eat the brows. And then there's all these other animals. I was like, well, y'all are catching on. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. They need somebody like me to kind of control this. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. So I'm on like hole number four at Spyglass. And, you know, they have the little cart with the, you know, the drinks and the and the food mm-hmm. and all. And so uh, Barrett gets a breakfast sandwich. I think it costs $18. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not that hungry. <laughs> so I get a bag of, you know, seven dollar nuts, yeah. cashew nuts. I'm like, I'm good with that. I mean, for seven bucks. So I put the bag in the little cubby hole in the cart, and you know, I tee off. We, I leave uh, the bag there. We get to the green. Well, I hear something. It's like two crows fighting. <laughs> I look up, and there's a crow that has my nuts on his beak in my cart. And he, it was unopened. And he starts flying off. And I don't know, just, just adrenaline hit me, I guess. I just took off running after. <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> so I get, after a crow after who's, a crow, who's well, a moved man in on your nuts. In, in short, in short <laughs> bursts, a man can move pretty fast, yeah. you know. So, because he wasn't used to that behavior, <laughs> so he dropped the nut. Well, when it hit the ground, he had already poked a hole in them. Of course, they went everywhere. I picked up about ten of them in the bag. And said, that's, that's well, about I got ten. That was yeah. about a dollar of cashew. Once you got, to- I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "What is wrong with this situation? You need a warden, not to enforce laws, but to make sure. Look, you got to keep animals. Need to know." There's a line you cross, and that was crossed. Oh, yeah. So the next day. You're the only person in the history of Pebble Beach that would have run after that bird. I can yeah. tell you that right Well, now. it's funny. We got back to the cart, and, well, his his breakfast sandwich, he had laid it open. Oh, no. And, and taken a bite. No. That crow had stomped on that to get to those nuts. <laughs> and I said, I wouldn't eat the rest of that. No. I said, if all. a crow. Oh. Will pass on a half-eaten sandwich to get that to get bag those of nuts. nuts. I said, "You need to chunk." Yeah, I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> Plus, who cares what that? I mean, who knows what that crow's been walking around? We know what crows eat. So the look. So the second day, I buy a bag of jalapeno kettle chips. I open the bag, got a couple, put it in the same deal, but I, I wasn't going to keep it out of my sight. I was just going to like if I went to the green, I was going to. Take Put it in my pocket. Yeah. I reached back to get my driver. In that four second span, a crow dive bombed the cart, grabbed the bag, and here we go again. <laughs> but this one, <laughs> he just he he had been through this rodeo before. <laughs> it may have been the same one. Saw a fence. He crossed the fence, look, landed on it. And then proceeded to eat every one of those chips In while looking at me. He'd eat one and look up at me. He want, I'm just standing there on the other side of the fence. The moral of that story is everything's gone south in California. That's right. The animals have taken over. Oh, yeah. I thought you would appreciate that story. That's Bill. pretty good. But it was, it was a great time. We were only supposed to be gone for the weekend, but like I said, we had some travel issues. Delays. And, that, and we wanted to get back for what happened last night, and you can introduce that. Yeah, so I was going to say... Uh, we, so that, we, I'm glad we sent you away because you, you always have unique stories. And then in your absence, Zach was in town because um, we've been doing interview bites for behind the scenes on 
the new movie, The Blind, which we talked about quite a bit when Zach was on the podcast. And uh, we're super excited about it. And so last night, we mentioned this on last podcast, that we were getting together last night as a family, and we were going to spend some time in prayer about the movie, you know, because we want the Almighty to bless it. We, we've said all along that we want it to be something where people have an opportunity to see the life change of mom and dad, which led to our family and everything else. And <clears throat> we're also, we're celebrating the launch of Duck Family Treasure, which now I see is all over Fox. I'm seeing an ad about every show I watch. Yeah, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're doing extended trailers now, so it's like a minute and two minutes. Well, I think, uh, so the official release of that is on the 19th, Father's Day. Day. They gave a sneak peek to uh, already subscribers, right. I guess, to some sort. No, and, and I've gotten several emails from people in Unashamed Nation, and Jay's, they love it. I mean, like, they're they're like... Well, that's good. Y'all let me know this because uh, I, I, I forwarded like, a couple of them on to you, but I've heard from several and they, they've watched already. The I feel like the whole series is a journey. I mean, so I, I think it, the first episode kind of explains what we're doing. Cause most people they're like, you're doing what? It's like in the teaser they ha- they put, I noticed they put Willie's response. Yeah. Cause Willie, he's my brother and we're filming a show. And he wasn't real sure what we were doing. Right. I mean, like the, what, what, so when I explained it in the episode. He just starts cackling. He couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and that, it was, that wasn't faked or coerced. He literally could not stop and laughing. And that was very funny last night. So we watched the, so last night, let's take another break. Last night we all got together. What it reminded me of, Jace, was the, of course, we were kind of, looking at the movie and cause we saw a couple of clips and it's very raw right now, the footage, but we saw a couple of clips from the movie, which is looks amazing early. Yeah. And then, uh, Jay, then we showed the trailer from Jason, uh, Jeff's new show and Cy was there too, but it reminded me of the first time we got together as a family. Exactly. Once we had made the decision that we were going to go forward with the, the little duck show and we just spent time in prayer and just, you know, talking we did. about it. We, and, and we were trying to keep everybody. We were starting a spiritual foundation that we weren't going to get caught up in a family. What most people get caught up in right. on having a show, which is fame and fortune or whatever yeah. delusion. And I thought what was really has. cool, Jace, was that when we met that time, which would have now been, what, 10 years ago, whenever, you know, your kids were teenagers and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so were Willie's. And so, you know, that was a thing we really wanted to pray about because, you know, they they were going to go, they were fixing to be, you know, nationwide and they're teenagers. You know, how is this going to affect them? And last night, what was really cool is that Zach had planned this evening together. Of course, we had a huge Robertson meal, which was fantastic, you know. It was fantastic. Jay cooked a lot of meat, and then Willie had one of his big slum gullions. That was the best slum gullion he's done. Oh, that did you but, try some of that? Uh-uh. Oh, you should have. It should was have. incredible. He hit it on that he one. He did. I'm not sure so what, we had a big meal. I looked at it and then backed off. <laughs> well, it was a slum It gullion, had a lot in so. there, but, but it was very, oh, very I, tasty. I'll tell you, boy, something. It was a brutal thing. It would be a brutal thing to watch any unrepentant male or female. It is really a brutal thing when the unrepentant male is you. Yeah. Yeah. I felt when when I was unrepentant and to see that. Yeah. Well, it got heavy last night. At first I said, uh, it's kind of embarrassing to think of someone's going to make a movie of your life, but, but. 
once I saw some of the clips last night for the first time, I thought, man. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was. It, it, got, it was very emotional. But I was yeah. going to say, that. so we started it. We had some worship together. And, and Max and Layla, Zach's two of his children, teenage children, and then Mia. Uh, my daughter. Le- yeah. Led our worship. And, uh, now, how good was that? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that was so powerful. And well, so everybody got teary-eyed. I looked around. I mean, I was a little teary-eyed. Because I mean, our was... grandchildren were singing. Right. Like, and, and powerfully, it, though. It wasn't oh, like, yeah. don't think, oh, they got together like a school. Uh, I was amazed. No, it was powerful. <laughs> it, was, it was powerful. They can, they can <clears throat> get it. I mean, we were worshiping, and and I just thought in that the reason I was touched in the moment and and weepy was because I thought back to ten years ago. Here are the ones ones we were praying for, and you know, please God protect them through this whatever's going to happen with this show. And now, ten years later, we're talking about a movie and another show, and they're leading us in worship. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, God, I got it. you're good. And so then we uh, we watched the, the the clips, but then we spent some time in prayer. And I think because of the whole night, it was uh, we were all emotional, and and a lot of tears were shed in prayer, which I love because that's just straight out of our hearts. And Dad was too, and because uh, you know we're obviously you have a, a movie made about you, and while that sounds really cool, I mean, like Dad says, it's it's also it's also hard. We're reliving, you know, some of well, the, right when the, the first clip out. came on. Because these are memories. I mean, they they were talking about doing interviewing the family, I guess, as a marketing deal. Yeah, yeah. We agreed to, to promote the so people will know what. But well, one of the things I said right off the bat, I said I saw this movie forty five years ago, and he's like, "Say that, say that in the interview." <laughs> but because you know, I've relived that, and I was thankful they were showing it because for me, it was a positive thing. Phil's troubles. That's why I was trying to encourage Phil. I was like, "We all were," because it it helped me see the old man, the old self, so I didn't have to go there. And, right. and I saw the transformation. Now, granted, it took a while for me to understand life is just not about not doing wrong and yeah. hating the old self. You know, the gospel of Jesus, when it came to me, I realized, oh, this is God's power doing this it's not about focusing focusing on that but i do think it's healthy because you need motivation temptation is is tough especially when you're young you know and a teenager and so a lot of times i would use phil's troubles as motivation not to do that i mean i i remember thinking um, many many times and, and some stories i've never shared because they were difficult when i was a kid i mean i can't remember anything but there's about seven or eight memories as a kid stand out i I think about all the time i mean it's like i can't purge those from my head but they were real because when you're a kid everything's bigger and when you're fearful and it's like what's going on when the chaos ensues you just tend to remember those moments there's a couple of them i shared and a couple of them are in the movie and one of them i shared for the first time with zach and they actually put that in the movie right Cause I was like, when he asked me to share some of those stories, I was like, I don't really want to, yeah. but if Phil's gonna allow his life to be shared, yeah, okay, here you go, here's a couple. I mean, let's just if we're gonna air it out, let's air it out. <laughs> so I did, but it was very, it was very moving. But it's a brutal thing. I think we all needed that, uh, just because we are seem to be launching some 
some shows. Yeah, some new stuff. And there's a lot of hoopla that happens, and we don't want to seem like we're, well, you, you know, know. All, it's all about us. It's not. We want to keep our, we want to use this at, for God. I mean, we believe he gets all the credit for giving us a platform. Well, Zach was kind of running the evening, and, you know, he was very emotional, and he talked about his mom because uh, we talk a lot on here about Aunt Jan, and, um, you know, she's she's crossed over waiting. And uh, we've talked about her role in dad's ultimate conversion. And so, you know, Zach's been really tied to this process because, you know, right now he just has the memories of his mom. Well, you know, there's a character, her character, her person is on the movie as a girl, you know, and then later is an influence for you. So I think he was emotional, but I loved it because, you know, he reminded us last night that we're still a family that's trying to impact and change the world. And yep. so this is another medium. We've done musicals. We've done crazy stuff throughout this last 10 years, but this will be the first major motion picture. But, but the, I don't know, Jay, it's just, and we were watching it in fast clips last night, but the, there's just a setting of looking at us kind of in our setting is where we were. It really well, did look right. a lot like us. Yeah, they got, they got it right. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people be like, boy, y'all were a bunch of hick, poor boy. hicks. Yep. That's that's the way it was. And then the stuff they we didn't see it last night, Dad, but the the stuff I hear that they shot of when you were a boy, which there's, you know, quite a bit a big section of the movie about that. It's even more poverty and, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, and they had Phil seemed kind of wild and crazy and uh, you know what? It was yep, it was a accurate. good depiction. Right. It was just that that's the way it was. Yeah. So anyway, we just wanted to tell you all about it because we had mentioned it, and uh, it was a very powerful night for us, uh, you know, as a family. But I, I think that's it's a lot easier to watch that kind of stuff if it's not you. That... <laughs> well, that you, your line used on James, my you're the, dissecting. We met them at the, <clears throat> the end of production the day before they were rapping, and. They were like, has it been tough, boys, making this movie? And they're like, oh, man. Then they started into all that. said, well, it was a lot harder to live it. I'll just tell you that A lot of these people who, guys who played me at various forms from a young life on up a teenager. Yeah, three actors played. uh, They're they're from Britain, Mm -hmm. you know, downtown. (laughs) But I thought they had a pretty good uh, southern accent. Well, I thought they captured it pretty well. I I was... I really thought it was good. Yeah, well, I mean, we only saw a played couple. Me, I said, so "Where are you from?" He said, "London." I said, <laughs> "London, London." Yeah, would have figured that. Let's take another break. So anyway, we'll tell you more as it comes along. Zach says probably another you know eight or ten months of editing for you know the movie comes out. So we'll we'll let you know a lot more. But about even that. references in the Bible, I don't know how far y'all got down. Well, I wanted to. I, so I wanted to. I was going to tell you that that we 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 got into the first chapter, and uh, but since you weren't here, if there was any of your take on it, I wanted you to share with that. I don't know. We we talked about that that idea of Jesus being superior to prophecy in the yeah. first three verses, and we we had talked about it a little, a little bit in the setup, and then we got into angels on the last uh, podcast that we had. We, we read well, the rest of it. I, I want to say this. I think a lot of people. A lot of a lot of sermons I've heard. They'll go to Hebrews one, and they'll preach sermons about angels. But you got to remember, Hebrews one is about Jesus. That's right. So the I, bedrock I, is being laid in Hebrews one for about four verses, as all these epistles are out. Usually, it comes out with stand on Jesus and the good news he brought. Right. I mean, I do think. 
I, I've always thought that Hebrews one, I mean, I love the, you know, the first four verses there because he's, it's like, let me give you an update world on how, on the timeline of this. Yep. I used to speak in different ways and variety of ways, and but now Jesus, the son, he is the way I'm communicating. Right. I mean, that, you, you you can't miss that. And it's interesting to talk about angels, and the Bible doesn't get into the details. You can look up all the verses about angels, and you can make a 10-point list on what they do and how they're used. And But the point was, Jesus, even though he was, we're going to get to that in chapter 2, was made a little lower than the angels in that he became a human, right. which he really made a point about that. Right. I thought about that when you were talking about family last night because he makes this reference, which we'll get into in uh, chapter 2 and verse 11. He says, both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. I mean, it was in light of him becoming human. But you see that that inspired word, there's something awesome about being a family. You're getting that picture, even all the way back to the garden. I mean, a forever family, because that'll be that's where your mind goes to at the end, is really what it's all about. Yeah. And it was God's idea. And we talked about that last night. I mean, everybody became emotional. It was real heavy and powerful. But, you know, somebody said something in there. Somebody said about it, you know, being in Christ, it changes your view of death. Yeah. Because this is, this is where that goes when you're a believer. So you realize that death's not a problem. It's, it was Zach that mentioned that because he talked about Bill Smith is prominent in the movie Jan. Which was emotional Judy. for us, too. He <clears throat> right. was a special man to all us. And, and you see the scene where the, his character, who looked eerily like him at yeah. that age. Yeah, it did. And, uh, yeah, it just is emotional because he had an influence on us in a spiritual way. And even Big Al, uh, who we didn't see last night in the clip, but apparently the way Zach put it, the actor that played him was really gregarious and good. And so he kind of became a really, when they're filming it, they loved the character of Big Al. But, you know, even him, and we tell the story on the podcast that you were able to lead him to Christ before he crossed over, Yep. you know, just a few months. And so even that, I mean, all the people we were talking about that are in the film that aren't here Eight weeks, he cut it thin. Yeah, he cut it thin. But he got- From atheist to a son of God, but he, he, he watched for 12 years, watched me to see the difference. And when he said, hi in the world, did you go from one to the other like that? Right. How do you, how you do that? Which, by the way, that's also the that's power. If atheist, that would make sense. That's the power of a lifestyle. That, you know, when yep. Paul said, follow my examples, I follow the example of Christ. When you live it a certain way, it speaks volumes. I characterized it to them when they tracked me down and said, let's go. Let's go back to where we were. I'm like. Nope, the one you're looking for, he's dead and gone. Yep. They all looked at each other like, boy, he's, Which I think, he's turned into a nut. I think that line made it in the film, I think. We didn't see it. My uh, <clears throat> I, I wanted to, uh, my, did y'all read the Psalms at all? Some. Yeah, we read some of them. But so it did was, you read made, the Psalm too? No. I read well, so, them, but I didn't mention them yesterday. But I well, read. I wanted to mention them. Was you going to say something else? No, I got a point I want to make later, but go ahead. So I wanted to read this. So when he says... So, verse 4 of chapter 1, he became as much superior 
to the angels as the name he has inherited his spirit of theirs. And to your point, Jay, that's the point of this section. It's not about angels. It's, it's not about it. It's look, about Jesus it's, being more it's powerful. It's real tempting. Yeah. And, and I know y'all because discussed. We did. We did. Y- y'all did. But you just have to remember, he's better. And, and you're never going to figure out exactly you know what an angel looks like. Right. I mean, there's curious verses that we all have fun with. Says, we read some of them. Entertain strangers yeah. and... But Jesus is better, and and he became lower. I mean, the humility he showed only to then, through God's power, to become over everything. And Je- and his name, he's Jesus is God. His name is superior to theirs, the angels. They're never referred to as God. No, ever. Because they're yeah, they're he's right. laying the groundwork to say. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He is God. That's right. Yeah, they All have, the fullness of the deity lives in in bodily form. It's even though they're celestial and powerful, they're limited. That's right. All right, God. Hang on. Before you read that, let's take our last break. I just wanted to and read. And by the way, the, some of them made mistakes, too. You know, gloomy dungeons held in gloomy. Well, they, there was rebellion Peter in the said. other realm. Yeah, we know that. I just wanted to read that when I, you know, I always have read this and I taught this and you probably did this book, but some of these Psalms are so you're like, oh, that's in the Bible. I mean, and so I wanted to read Psalm two, which is a quote from Hebrews one, you know, five and six, where it says, you are my son. Uh, let's see if, if that's Psalm two, I think, uh, Verse 6 is Deuteronomy, but verse yeah, 5. Verse says, 5 is something. You are my son today, I become your father, or again I will be his father and he'll be my son. So that's Psalm 2, which says, Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? I mean, just just look at our world. I mean, yeah. when was this written? That's right. <laughs> First line. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord. I against see it. His yeah, against his anointing. Well, that's why I said when you read this, you're like, I've never seen something written so long ago literally just jump off the page as to what's going on in right. our culture and right. world. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. Verse 4 of Psalm 2, the one enthroned in heaven laughs. Talking about God. <laughs> the Lord scoffs at them. Now, this is... <laughs> This is David's view, you yeah. know, of what he's doing. But then he rebukes them in his anger. He terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will pro- proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter and you will dash them Dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. But what, what was... What a, what a text. What's wow. powerful to me is that you'd think, well, what did he do? It, it's like, so he he's... Writes a psalm about that, and you're reading this about you're my son today, I've become your father. So, what did he do that made the nations respond like this? Well, Jesus came down here, he lived a perfect life, he helped people, 
he died and was buried and raised. Right. So it's like if you're reading that from, if you don't know who Jesus is, you're like, oh, this, there's a lot of terror and anger in there. And think about this, Chase. <clears throat> this is, that statement was written 1,047 years before he got there. Right. Yeah. A thousand and a half years, 1,050 years before he actually did it. Right. Showed up. So the Hebrew writer just picked it's it up incredible. and he just went right on through. How would how would the, the psalmist how would he have known all these things, Al? Oh, it's incredible. The other one I want to mention is uh this one is I did a whole lesson on this one. This this one is Psalm one oh two, and that's quoted in verse twelve when it says, You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. And I think 10 through 12 there, uh, yeah. where it says, In the beginning, <clears throat> O Lord, verse 10, you laid the foundations of right. the earth. Well, if you go over to 102, now I think this is absolutely awesome. This, this fires me up. And the reason is, <clears throat> is because when he gets to verse 18, he says, "Let of Psalm 102, let this be written for a future generation. Oh, I wonder who he's going to talk about. Uh-huh. That a people not yet created may praise the Lord. I mean, you want to see the prediction 1,000, how many years ago you said, of the church being here and being a part of the greatest kingdom the earth would ever know? I mean, he's talking to us, which is very inspiring. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high from heaven. He viewed the earth, this verse 19. To hear the groans of prisoners and release those condemned to death. So the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem and the peoples and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. So watch 23. In the course of my life, he broke my strength. He cut short my days, so I said. Because you got to remember the context of this whole thing. Uh, If you read the little paragraph below 102, it says a prayer of an afflicted man. When he is faint and pours out his lament before the Lord, which that's why I was saying last night that came up about us. I mean, failures, 76, and I mean, we're all getting older. So he tells this beautiful, I mean, it's beautiful, but would be depressing without Jesus. And some of the, before I, before I read that, uh, 23, I did like the, the verse, uh, five when it says, it says, because of my loud groaning, I'm reduced to skin and bones. I'm like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. He was talking about just looking at his body. Yeah. I pictured this desert, you know, and there's an owl. I mean, that's all that's left. And there's nothing to eat. So There's nothing to eat. And so then he starts talking about, I'll eat ashes as my food and mingle my drink with tears because of your great wrath. So he, he compares that to being without God, trying to live a life. You know, with, without good God and experiencing the end time judgments just from a life without any hope. And then verse 11, he's like, my days are like evening shadow, I wither away like grass. So that's the context. So then when he gets back to 24, so I said, do not take me away, oh my God, in the midst of my days. Your years go on through all generations. And then here's our quote right. from Hebrews. <clears throat> in the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. 
like clothing, you will change them and they will be destroyed. I hope the the new Green Deal, I hope their listeners are listening to that. <laughs> yeah. It's but pertinent. Y'all need to, you, yeah. you save the planet crowd, you better look. But here's the key, verse 27, but you remain the same and your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence. Their descendants will be established before you. So I'm saying you get a bigger picture when you read Hebrews. And sure, he was talking to these, you know, those coming out of that Jewish system. But that's a picture for everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's saying, look, this we're all we all struggle with getting old and the fear of death, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Right. And he's like, you know why God is better through Jesus? You know why Jesus is a better way? And this is the picture you're getting. Of course, you see how he's describing really the death of Jesus for our sins and the resurrection for our frailties when it when it comes to uh, trying to over, overcome death. But sandwiched in between that is this group of people which is the church that are a part of this, right. which is your family. That That's what he's giving you this vision of. And not only that, to Phil's point, he gave that vision through a guy making music with a harp over a thousand years ago and right. then quoted here. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> we we talked about that that same text, Jay's on the podcast yesterday, because I was talking about my sermon and I and mentioned in my sermon Sunday about Lumet, which was a, uh, he was a godly guy, had a position in the church, but was also a great scientist. This is like 100 years ago. He posited the theory on top of Einstein's that the universe began at a singularity and is expanding, which is now proven to be true because mm-hmm. of the Hubble telescope and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's what this verse says when he talks about laying out like a garment and expanding. So how did the psalmist... A thousand years ago, before Lumet ever came along and had an observation, say the same thing that is true because God made it. Boy, right? I mean that's pretty powerful. So that's what we that we were into that yesterday. I'm telling you. Well, I know uh, we're out of time. Are we out of time? We are out of time. But I want to make a connection, but because this is a secondary thought between 102 Psalm 102 and this Romans 8. Talking about the whole Yeah, get that on your next Yeah, let's do that on the the overtime. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. That sounds perfect. All right, remember, blazetv.com slash unashamed is how you get uh, the overtime segment, and that's where we're headed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.